Welcome back to this episode of Public Health Plus, the bonus episode. Hi, MJ. Hi, Cass. So this is something we didn't get to elaborate about in the main episodes. So we're just going to touch upon it here in the bonus. So that's what a bonus is for. That's what a bonus is for. Indeed. We're both foodies and we both love to cook. Yes, very much. I think I know your answer to this already because most cooks have the same answer. Gas or electric? Oh, gas. Yeah. Gas <laughs> stovetop for sure. Although I will say next time I buy a stove oven, it's going to be dual fuel because a gas oven does not hold temperature as well as an electric oven. But we have we have gas because yeah, we needed a gas stovetop like you can't. <laughs> you can't properly cook on electric. That's my opinion as well. It just it's just not the same. If you talk to anyone who cooks a lot, they would always tell you they prefer gas because that it's just better for sauteing. Yeah, you have better control over the heat, temperature, right? right? You know, the the things not sort of warming up and and turning off and making inconsistence, instant changes in heat. Yeah. So both of us love gas stove. Yes. Which is, you know, it's something that I have definitely thought more about, both from sustainability perspective and also the the topic of this bonus, which is household air pollution perspective. That. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's time to switch over to induction. No. <laughs> You're just going to say no. <laughs> no. But it's better than electric. So I'm sure you know what induction is. Yeah, I'll have to give that some thought. Yeah, we'll, we'll both give it some thought. And we'll maybe, you know, maybe in a year, we'll we'll both revisit this. But anyway, so. I'm not buying a new stove in the next year. So it might be, <laughs> might be longer than that. Than that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we bought all new appliances when we bought the house. I guess it was like five years ago. So. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit before we are buying new appliances. But I appreciate your point. We can revisit the topic of conversation. How about that? Yeah. The topic of this bonus is household air pollution. In the main episode, we talked about air pollution as a serious problem. It really is basically breathing in things that you shouldn't be breathing in and millions of attributable deaths every year from air pollution. Jogging. I saw this quote, I believe in the New Yorker or something else, but jogging in an area with bad air pollution is kind of like chronic poisoning. Which, you know, it's, it's true, like, because you're literally breathing in Absolutely. things that you really shouldn't be breathing in. I have asthma and I'm sensitive. You jog too, yeah. Yeah, thankfully not as sensitive as some folks, but I can tell when I wake up in the morning, I can tell based on sort of pressure in my chest and how well I'm breathing, what the air quality is like. And, and the air quality hasn't been that great the last few days, but I think it's, it rained yesterday. So I'm hoping it's a little bit better. Oh, yes. Rain does help. Yeah. It's a little bit better today than it was yesterday. Yeah. So for sensitive people like Cass with asthma, air pollution is not just... <laughs> I'm so sensitive. <laughs> air pollution is not just an not invisible <laughs> thing, but it's a it's a physical thing that people, some people could tell. And definitely a huge issue that hopefully we address, you know, cross our fingers. But in the main episode, we didn't get to talk about the other type of air pollution, which is indoor or household air pollution, which is like the name suggests, refers to essentially what you get when you have poor indoor air quality and poor ventilation it is typically caused by some form of fuel burning for cooking so or heating or heating right when we talk about our gas stove that's a natural gas and we're not talking so much about that we're talking about some places that still you know use coal and wood to cook their food or kerosene which is not really a pure liquid lighting using kerosene lamps or cooking food using wood and coal and other biomass there are other causes like tobacco smoking pesticides or even radon gas but basically area of poor 
indoor ventilation and some source of pollutants indoors. And I think this can be much easier to visualize and understand because it's more direct because you're literally like cooking something with smoke inside a house. And just like air pollution outside, this type of indoor air pollution is also causing a lot of premature deaths every year, either directly or indirectly. So you're probably wondering, burning wood and coal cooking indoors? Like, what do you mean? Like... We're largely talking about other, what's the, there's a, so there's a proper term for this. So it used to be third world, but we retired that term. Low and middle income countries. Yeah, there we go. That's the proper term, academic term. So this is mostly in low and middle income countries. So like things, places in Africa, places in China, Southeast Asia, where people still cook with a wood stove and coal stove or using kerosene lamp for lighting and heating. And those areas definitely have higher rates of household air pollution because they're yeah the, the pollutant is literally inside their home actively burning it's not like they could go inside and get away from the pollution in the air um, outside but rather just the resources that they have access to in order to provide heating and food uh, requires them to be exposed to indoor air pollution as well which is a significant health issue yeah so in this case much easier to visualize because you're literally breathing in smoke That's literally what you're doing inside the house. And there's really not any great solutions to this besides, well, you just need to provide them with actual safe stoves like uh, natural gas or some sort of electric stove. But that requires a large amount of infrastructure investment, huge project. This is something that the WHO is working on because a lot of these low and middle income countries are struggling with this, especially women too. And this is not an equitable distribution at all. A lot of women in those countries do the cooking and they're seeing like a lot of reduced life years. Wait, there's a term. Years of potential life lost. Yeah, there we go. Years of potential life lost for those women who's constantly cooking indoors to feed their families using these wood and a coal stove. I was just going to say, I think we often have the privilege in the US of not thinking about all of the things that are required for us to turn on a light switch and for the lights to come on yeah. or to, you know, turn on the tap and for water to run that is generally safe to drink. Although, you know, yeah. we've got the <laughs> That's true. water episode yeah, yeah. that folks can listen to. And so it can be hard to conceptualize all of these infrastructure changes, not just the money to put the things in place, right? Like even if you had the money, you would then have to build out, right? You don't just like, oh, hey, we're going to build an electric grid, right? Now people magically (laughs) have access to electricity. No, you have to build out those pieces. And we take for granted how much our health and well-being are impacted by these invisible infrastructure things that make our lives a reality and, and much more simple than they might be otherwise. Yeah. Heating, electric stoves. Imagine if your source of heating is literally a fireplace, like you can imagine smoke in the house, chronically exposure to that, definitely not good. But, you know, even for people like people like us living in a you know high income country, if you don't have good ventilation when you're cooking, especially if you're sauteing, that sort of mm-hmm. cooking related smoke, even though it smells really good, if you breathe too much of that in, also very bad for you. So make sure you have good ventilation. You raise this example sort of in the context of lower middle income countries, but certainly there are populations and geographies in the US that experience these issues yes, also. Definitely. Like I don't want to minimize that at all and say like, oh, we're a rich country yeah. and we don't have these problems because we certainly do. We've talked in the past about many of the issues we have with homelessness or, you know, not having access to clean water, those kinds of things. But this is an issue, not just an international issue, but certainly a domestic one as well. Yeah, for sure. 
and our friend, Corporate Misdirection, <laughs> is back again. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> this will be a recurring theme every time we talk about something that's sustainability related. At WHO, this is one of their big focus is to try to reduce household and indoor air pollution. So there's this really big hullabaloo and worry about these countries and these people using wood burning stove or stuff like that. But in a grand scheme of things, those individual wood burning stove, even though there's a lot of them, they account for a fraction of a fraction of the total air pollution caused by major corporations and companies, namely fossil fuel companies. So absolutely. Yeah, you'll see this theme again and again. Nothing to do with this, but I read an article in, I believe, Wall Street Journal or something, but they're talking about how owning a pet like is bad for the environment, like increases your carbon footprint, which I'm sure it does. Probably. But again, I don't think dogs are the reason why we're in this place. (laughs) (laughs) I I saw a hilarious meme. It may have been on Instagram or something, or it wasn't even really a meme. It was just like a really funny screenshot of a hilarious tweet or whatever. But basically somebody said, plants are the new pets yes, and pets are the new kids. Yes. And so then somebody said, what well, wait, kids? what are the kids? Yeah. And they said, oh, they're, they're exotic animals that only weird, crazy rich people can afford to have. I just thought it was hilarious. I 100% agree. And if that's the case, you have all three. <laughs> you have plants, uh, pets, and kids. I do. I'm much better at keeping my pets and kids alive than that poor plant behind me. I tell people, I tell people all the time, I can't keep plants alive. You keep a dog alive, which is significantly harder. You just haven't gotten the right plant yet. Here, I'll give you a plant that you can't kill. <laughs> I'm like, really? I literally just told you that I can't keep plant. Sad. Anyway, corporate misdirection. Anytime you see those like, oh, these wood burning stoves are causing a lot of harm, which I'm sure they are in terms of indoor air pollution. But in the grand scheme of things, it pales in comparison to the amount of air pollution coming from like what 100 of the top corporations and companies. Same thing. Like if you read an article about how it's bad owning a pet, just remember that (laughs) most of the carbon footprints are from those gigantic companies who could do the right things, but don't. So aside from air pollution in general, there's also indoor and household air pollution that is also very, very detrimental to people's health if they are chronically exposed to it. Well said. So make sure you turn your vent on when you're cooking. Yep. Open your windows if you need. Open your windows Mm -hmm. if you don't have a vent. A little cross breeze. Thank you for listening to this bonus. And please join us on Thursday for our regularly scheduled programming.